heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Let's kick it off with John Stensholt. Racing Pulse with Michael Felgate. Morning, John. Appreciate your time this morning. Not a problem, Michael. So we've seen the press releases, your article today in the Australian and the Herald Sun also, um, I suppose extolling the virtues of what the Tabcorp deal was, but there's also a bit of confusion about maybe why Tabcorp was chosen over a higher bid for Sportsbet, which is rumoured, as you say, to be almost $1.5 million when uh, I suppose the overall money that is getting paid to the state government from Tabcorp uh, is in the vicinity of less than a billion dollars. So first of all, can you explain why the government would want to go with the incumbent Tabcorp over Sportsbet with such a disparity in the overall money? Well, I think the word incumbent's probably one of the reasons, right? I mean, you've had you know, 20 odd years, uh, probably longer actually, just about than, uh, you know, with Tabcorp having that retail license, you know, operating or betting shops and so on and so forth. So that did give the government, I suspect, some sort of comfort that they'd be able to continue doing that. Now, I mean, the devil is in the detail, and we don't always have the detail with these things, but you're right. I mean, uh, Tabcorp yesterday, you know, when they announced the deal to the ASX, said that that was worth about $864 million in current terms. Now, I think if you actually add up the numbers, uh, you know, there's a bit of sort of accounting discounting going on there. It, they, they end up paying about $1.1 billion. So $600 million up front next year, $30 million in annual payments, you know, for, for a good sort of uh, look, 19 years, I think it works out to be, you know, roughly roughly the whole 20-year deal, gets to about $1.1 billion. Supposedly, yeah, Sportsbet had a higher offer. Now, whether or not that was, you know, money spread over time or, you know, less money up front, you know, that didn't have that degree of certainty, although, you know, it's foreign-owned and, the you know, the, and Flutter does uh, own and operate betting shops overseas. It hasn't been in the Australian market doing that sort of thing before. So there is probably a bit of, you know, nuance to that argument. But, yeah, absolutely, clearly... Uh, Tabcorp shareholders thought it was a uh, fantastic deal for Tabcorp, uh, you know, pushing the share price up almost 25% during the day. So now whether or not that's a good deal for the racing industry, I suspect, is still to play out. And, and they're the details we need to really find out, don't we? Because uh, the the headline figures are, are, are quite enormous. A 20-year deal, which to, to myself and I suppose most people would go, 20 years is a hell of a long time. I can't even begin to imagine what the wagering landscape will look like in 20 years. Are you surprised that it is such a long-term deal? Well, I think if you look at other states, I mean, I think, you know, there was, what, a 99-year deal, I think, that Tuggle had in New South Wales. Now, not all of it's retail exclusive. I think that runs out sort of in the mid-2030s. But, yeah, you're right. Who knows what we're doing? Who knows what we're doing in 10 years' time, let alone five years' time, and, you know, how people are, are punting and so on and so forth. So, look, I, I, I think it just gives people certainty, I think, really. That's more than anything. It gives, it gives the government. And you've got to remember it's a government deal, right? Mm. Uh, so that does give the government an element of certainty there, and it clearly gives Tabcorp some some certainty as well. But, and I think it's probably you, you know you want to discuss it, it does it does bring it into that joint venture between Tabcorp and the racing industry, which you know which I guess throws into some sort of question as to how the uh, you know how and uh, how the industry will be funded going forward. So six hundred million is the top line, um, which we read is to be paid in June next year. Now this is money that's paid to the government, not to the racing industry, and then thirty million dollars in annual fixed payments from twenty twenty five to twenty forty three. So I think there's nineteen of those. Has there been any 
um, I suppose, um, word of, of what percentage, how that may trickle down to the racing industry, or are we yet to find out any of those details? No, not necessarily. Now, as part of this transition away from the joint venture model, Tackle has to make, or is making three annual payments of $15 million. Uh, to the Victorian racing industry, you know, to, I guess, you know, maybe some sort of a transition away from that joint venture model over time. So there is that money. Uh, now, you know, Racing Victoria, I think, in its annual report did say that, you know, under the next model, the, the, the industry is meant to be no worse off. I think those are the key words to remember, no worse off than what it is under the current model in, you know, in dollar terms and funding terms. So, yeah, clearly that'll be an arrangement between the Victorian government and the industry. Now, that's... Uh, Part of the reason, I suspect, why the point of consumption tax is going up, you know, to 15%, that'll, uh, that'll help fund the industry. Now, how that, how that plays out, how that works out, I don't think uh, we, we know. Uh, but, you know, clearly it's a, it's a bit of a step into the unknown for the industry, given that joint venture, you know, a degree of certainty is going away now. And the other aspect is that this is a, a 100% exclusive deal with Tabcorp as far as the wagering um, provider is concerned because we previously been mooting that there could be uh, a, an online wagering operator, a corporate bookmaker that would take some part of it, but this is not to be the case. So it'll give exclusive uh, exclusivity and certainty as far as the bricks and mortar wagering shops that we see at the moment as well as online. Yeah, that's right. Now, I think the government did try to find a, a way for some sort of a dual licence model, at least tried to explore that. You know, perhaps Sportsnet might have been a bit more keen on that than Tabcorp, and that probably reflected in the respective offers that they made to the government. You know, Entain was in their early doors and probably dropped out, you know, halfway through this year. This has been a long-running process, Michael. It's probably taken the best part of a couple of years, so it's dragged out. You know, the, the, the current deal expires next August, so it just shows you how close, I suppose, they're getting to, you know, to the end of the current deal until they struck this one. There was a state election last year, clearly, that would have distracted people, but it, it has dragged on. They did try to find some sort of a way to, you know, explore some sort of alternative model, but didn't quite get there. And, yeah, there is that exclusivity. Uh, and I think that helps Tadcorp out a bit in branding terms too, right? I mean, you know, federal government mooted crackdown on, on advertising, uh, gambling advertising, and uh, you know, it probably helps to have, you know, 900-odd uh, shops with uh, signs out the front of them, you know, uh, promoting your brand perhaps. Uh, you know, that's one way of looking at it. Do you think we'll see more, um, I suppose, uh, cutting-edge betting-type activity from Tabcorp? Because I think it's pretty widely known that it's thought that they've fallen behind some of the corporates in in the app and some of the bet types that they provide. Yeah, well, that's what they've promised. So they've said, you know, now that we're unshackled in, you know, inverted commas from the joint venture arrangements, we can, you know, be a bit, uh, you know, better targeted or, you know, target or, you know, uh, you know, uh, promote our, mm. our wares to punters here in Victoria, you know, a bit more. So, yeah, I think that's what they want to do now. You're right. I think it remains to be seen whether they can pull that off. I mean, the, the corporates have certainly been a lot better at that digital, uh, you know, product in, in recent years than Tapcorp have. I mean, Adam Wright and Skills coming to CEO and sort of made a big a big show about, you know, we're going to be better digitally. We're a more nimble company. You know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We're refreshing our app, all that sort of thing. Now, you know, clearly that remains to be seen. And, and the the results that uh, 
you know, the company lodges, you know, with the ASX over the next couple of years will bear that out, whether that strategy is working or not. Look, it is interesting that, you know, clearly that the shareholders, you know, thought that the deal was a pretty cheap one, uh, you know, yesterday when it, when it got, uh, you know, when it got announced and pushed the share price up so significantly. Uh, but, it, yeah, I think, as I said, it remains to be seen, where, you know, how, what, the, uh, what the consequences of that are for, you know, a whole range of, um, you know, parties. As part of the deal, Tabcorp have said they'll pay $2 million to the Victorian government to fund gambling harm research, and they'll also assist problem gambling programs within the state and contribute $2.5 million to existing animal welfare programs within the industry. And if you have a look at the, the Victorian government's press release, it's it's a release that focuses on uh, gambling harm minimisation. Uh, it, it's so much um, uh, in that I suppose, um, type of wording that it hardly mentions um, what it means for the racing industry and moving forward. Uh, there's a couple of quotes here saying that um, the new licence supports robust robust harm minimisation protection measures, measures to help promote responsible gambling for those who choose to participate in wagering or betting. And there's another line that says this includes changes to its self-service terminals, as in the um, the EBTs that we see in most betting venues to ensure that my- minors do not gamble and real-time reporting of player activity. So uh, there's going to be some changes moving forward and it seems that is going to be heavily emphasised by the state government. Yeah, look, I think it's clear that uh, the state government, having been through the you know the dramas with Crown Casino and so on, it's pretty... Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure the gambling industry is probably their favourite industry at the moment. You know, it's clearly a big source of revenue, so they have to do these sort of deals. Mm. But yeah, I think the you know the, the clear focus on the regulatory uh, yeah, matters was was, was something that, uh, that you picked up, and I certainly noticed too yesterday. And this is with the backdrop of the federal, um, uh, I suppose, investigation into the wagering landscape. Is there any word as to what the latest may be there, and when we may see some of those recommendations either um, implemented? I think it, given that we're so close to Christmas now, we're probably not going to see anything you know, in the next few days. I'm you know, 100% sure it's a little bit like the VRC deal with Tabcorp. That's been coming for a long, long time and probably pushes into the new year as well. So, yeah, I suspect it's the same. I think the government, federal government's still pretty keen to do mm. things, but uh, I suspect it gets pushed into 2024 at the moment. I was going to ask, do you think this announcement will have any flow-on effect for that potential Tabcorp deal? Read the Melbourne Cup licensing rights in the VRC? Yeah, I think that's the next cab off the rank now for Tabcorp in Victoria. There's certainly been a lot of discussions, and again, it's been very drawn out. I think they've got to some sort of a long-form agreement, uh, including, you know, the short-form comes next, and, you know, really you know, dotting the uh, the I's and crossing the T's on that sort of contract. It's very, very close, but I think this has been, a, you know, a clear, a clear thing for the last few weeks at least. Uh, early 2024 is what I've been told, so, look, it's not too far away. John, appreciate your time trying to put this into language that we can all understand. Uh, you have a good Chris. He will no doubt be in contact in uh, 2024. Thanks, Michael. You too. John Stensholt, he's the best in the business when it comes to deciphering these financial um, announcements as far as sport and wagering is concerned. So uh, on tomorrow's program, where Matty Stewart will be in the chair, we'll 
hopeful of having Andrew Jones. You can understand Racing Victoria said, look, we haven't seen the finer detail ourselves. This is a deal that's been done with the state government. So by tomorrow, um, they should be in a position to hopefully reveal a little bit more as to what this new deal means for funding moving forward. And it's not just the thoroughbred industry, it's harness and greyhound racing as well. Uh, the Minister, Anthony Carbines, will also hopefully make himself available as well, someone from Tabcorp. So uh, there'll be more on this on tomorrow's program. We'll take a quick break.